Hey everybody, welcome to A Girl Talks. It's been a while since my last episode. I have been healing and doing a lot of work since my egg retrieval journey. And immediately after that, I got a procedure done. Um, it was labioplasty by Dr. Patel in Aberdeen Township, New Jersey. Incredible woman, incredible doctor, love her staff. Um, she's worth the travel. And for those that don't know what that is, it is one of the fastest growing cosmetic procedures um, currently. It's where the size or shape of the labia is altered. Now, most of the time, this procedure is done to reduce pain, to help prevent infections, but also can be considered overall an elective surgery. Um, when it comes to this subject, it's very controversial, um, mainly for two reasons. You have people uh, that are facing the growing pressures to have this perfect, beautiful, quote-unquote, normal aesthetic. And then you have a group of people that are also pressuring you to love yourself and to embrace yourself and that you're perfect as you are. Now, I've always been pro-choice for everything, not just, you know, for this is my body, I can't have a child now, pro-abortion, not just for that, but for everything and anything that will help you feel better about yourself. So I'm also pro-surgery. Um, what I am not really all about is doing it for other people to please and attract and make someone like you. Um, those type of things, I do get why people do it. I think it's really sad. And I'll share why I did this. And, and, and I'll, if I'm going to be completely honest, um, in all of my life, I've always struggled with this with myself and with my partners that I've been romantically with or just sexually active with. I've never felt unpretty. There was a moment in time not that long ago and, and, and very far out and late into my life that I actually felt the insecurity of what women deal with with men. Um, but that was not the breaking point. The breaking point for me was getting my labia caught in my leotard. But there is a lot to discuss and to unfold. And we'll start from the beginning. And for anyone that's listening to this, I want to remind you that we are all different and we are all beautiful as we are. And if we're going to do something, it needs to be done for us, for us, our mental state, our health, for us to feel good in our own skin. It is a very empowering decision, all that we choose to do with our own body and with our lives. So let me jump into the beginning of my, my story. So my first memory begins in health class, okay? Um, we were, luckily I went to an all-girls school, by the way. Uh, we were in class, and the projector was projecting images, and we were looking at our text messages. Text messages. Our textbooks. Oh, my God. Um, imagine we would have been looking at our phones. Uh, hey, who knows? It's 2022 now. It was a different time back then. Um, as we were sitting there, and looking at this projector, also examining it very close in our textbooks, um, I noticed immediately that 
what we were being shown, which was considered, quote unquote, the classic female anatomy, um, was so much different than that of mine. Um, For me, I had uh, much larger and protruding lips. And at that young age, I started to think that something was completely wrong with me. And you know, to backtrack, if this is the first time you're coming across my, my podcast, I used to be a heavy-sized girl. A heavy-sized girl that up until my sophomore year in college, I dropped a significant amount of, t- of weight immediately. Now, I was scared, you know, anorexic. That's what I was. I was scared skinny. I was, you know, uh, when I was younger, I was obese. And... um what happened was my doctor told me that if I continued this life, this way of life, that it would shorten my lifespan and that my quality of life would also not be the best. So I was scared, anorexic, and then bulimic. So interestingly enough, I'm adding that information for for two reasons. One, to already let you know that I hated my body. I hated myself. But also, as an adult now, I've learned that my size of my labia and the changes it also experienced within all these years, by my doctor, she told me it it, it had a lot to do with losing weight. And that's an interesting fact and piece of information that I didn't know. And I'll also go into uh, a little bit later as to um, why, you know, our labia looks the way it looks, but um, let's go back to health class. I remember feeling so ashamed, and I remember feeling embarrassed. You know, I grew up in a Roman Catholic family with very little resources of understanding my body, very much less my sexuality, and not only being overweight and having tuberous breasts and now this this thing in between my legs that i i used to call bat wings and that was like a little inside joke between me and my best friend growing up um in high school i again i i I perceived my body to be a whole source of shame of things that needed to be fixed and and please let me just tell you that even at a young age, I really tried hard to love myself. I didn't know much about self-love. I didn't know much about mental health and and avenues to talk to groups of women that might have been. We didn't have Google to to to, to look this up and 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 be reassured that you're perfectly fine and this is normal. And I understand why you may not like it. And hey, there are ways to fix it. But I thought that something was just freakishly wrong with me. Literally from head to toe, you know, between my breast being tuberous, which is a genetic deformity, to, you know, my my lips, to me just being overweight and just not being happy. And, um, you know, talking about this was not something that I could bring up. I mean, I didn't have sisters. I had brothers very much older. And my mother was very busy being a really strong woman you know luckily my dad carried most of the weight but my mom made sure the house was clean she worked she cooked and she took care of her three kids so there wasn't any space to talk about my feelings and my emotions and and i was also 
made to feel ashamed of the shame that I felt, you know, um, because my feelings were always kind of like curved, like you should be grateful that, you know, that you're, that you have a full course meal to eat. You should be grateful that, you know, you can breathe and you can see lots of things of just deminimizing my actual feeling. And what more at that age, right? In high school, where now you're also exploring sexuality. And for me, you know, I remember seeing my first porn and, and, being so embarrassed and not feeling anything I guess I was supposed to feel um at the time because I didn't recognize myself in these women you know um seeing how small and how compact and how neat it looked and even more so with commercials and 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 print like bikinis like seeing women wear tiny bottoms and and I because of my heaviness and also all my other things happening I would wear a one piece I had uh shorts that I would wear over and I'd even wore a big oversized t-shirt and you know for someone that loves the outdoors especially being in water whether it be the lake or the ocean I mean it's not fun you know uh to to feel all these layers on you when you just want to be free but there was no such thing for me at that time and you know since then i've obviously now in my later part of my life i've i started my 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 tuberous breast journey when i no longer was developing uh I think that was the age of 23 is when the doctor told me that I should consider getting surgery only at that moment, not anything sooner. And so I did. And with tuberous breasts, it's very complicated. Um, obviously, my weight loss journey started much, much younger. And it wasn't healthy either, though, um, because I was scared into being skinny uh, by my doctor, which led to two eating disorders. Um, and obviously, since then, I have learned how to balance my life and look at food much differently. and look at my body much differently, too. I respect it. Um, but like I said, in my later, later life, I dealt with a small hiccup, an embarrassment that I never had to face when it came to being intimate with someone, especially because at 37, you know, when you're single and you're mingling and all this other stuff. And now for the first time you deal with something, it's kind of like, oh my God, you know, I've been so strong so long. And, and I, I, you know what, I'm, I'm fed up. I'm fed up with, with this other part of me. I always have. And again, I didn't know that there was such a thing until I was talking about it with someone who shared with me that they had surgery. And I was like, wait, what? There's a thing for this? And I didn't know till much later, which is why I'm sharing this story. I'm sharing this story because I am you, you who's listening to this. I am, whether you're overweight or not, whether you're bullied or not, whether you, I am you. Like, I just would love to know that I can help even just one person in this world who is feeling what I felt and I want you to feel the sense of empowerment and the sense of control and the sense of self that you get to define you being you. Now back to my younger beginnings, you know, seeing all this on print, in commercials, in movies, in porn, you know, um, I didn't I didn't envy them. I just wondered 
what it was like to deal with your lips and not have to be in pain with the friction, um, uh, the involvement of not worrying about anything slipping out, um, of not having to tuck things away and be so conscious about it, um, and to live a life of worry-free. Um, vaginas, we're told that they're flowers, right? We, they're compared to flowers because they're so beautiful with their many creases and their folds and all these openings and these expandings and, you know, they're so soft and intricate. And, you know, for me, I remember sitting on the floor with a mirror and just having to, like, move things around, you know, to look inside and see if I could find anything that resembled a flower and you know if I could compare what my down there looked like for me like I said they were little bat wings you know and the inside story for that was after high school um I started to talk to a guy that I then dated into college and you know I was I was still a virgin and um you know I went to an all-girls school and just knowing what I knew about my body, I was very scared of even the thought of being sexually intimate or anything down there or even my boobies. Like it was really, really, really like I, that, that man was very patient and very great. And, you know, there was so much of not loving myself that I didn't know how to appreciate someone that appreciated me for just who I was. And that's a different story. Um, but I remember, uh, calling my best friend who I went to high school with, you know, and I was like, I, I, you know, I've been with, with this man for, it's going to be a year and I, I, he's, he's amazing. And I want to, I want to have sex with him. I want to gift him with this, which I'm very happy. It was him and not no other guy that came after him who were all pretty much jerks in their own respect. Um, so she was like, okay, well, do you, do you need condoms? Do you need lubricant? Like, what's up? And I, you know, once she didn't know I was a virgin, she thought that because of how I looked, you know, and that how so many boys from our, from the brother's school down the block from us were obsessed with me after my weight loss, mind you, no one cared about me when I was heavy. Um, I, I, she assumed that I had already been sexually active and I'm like, no, I, I, I just, I, I, feel very insecure down there and she's like well let me look and I'll never forget she came to the house she was parked in front of my house it was dark because the street lights were on we were literally parked underneath one of the street light poles and I was wearing sweatpants and she literally was like let me see and I was like okay and so I I pulled my, my my sweatpants down and she's like I don't see the problem and I'm like okay I get it it's a little dark in this car even though we're kind of like underneath a light pole but let me like let me really like go into the light <laughs> and I like acrobatically like made this really funky position and she saw it and she started laughing she's like you're worried about your bat wings and she started laughing like what do you mean and I'm like why are you calling them bat wings she's like everyone has bat wings and you know she was uh mixed half white and half uh latina and you know 
I was like, wait, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, everybody's different. Not, you know, and I was like, are you sure? Because like, look at the textbook. She's like, that's a drawing. They're not going to be specific with it. And she really reassured me that there was nothing wrong with me. And even though she, she, it alleviated some concern, that doesn't mean I didn't walk into, um, into sex being mortified and afraid of how they would react. Now, it was a beautiful time. It was something that I'm happy that my first was that way. And again, even after that relationship, I never dealt with anything where a man made me feel insecure about myself, period, especially down there. Um, And I think more so because by the time that I got older and older and older, guys have seen all types of things. So ladies, yes, you know, you're, you're, you're not the only one. And it almost reassured me that I wasn't the only one and that I, there was nothing wrong with me. And again, the men that I dated and that I was with intimately always wanted to go down. And me, it was like, I don't want you to go down. I don't want you to go down. And me thinking all these things and I realized now how foolish that was of me, but obviously when I did talk and meet with my doctor, she did explain that my lips were um, a lot larger than what that area, uh, uh, you know, had. And she understood just from looking at it why I wanted to inquire surgery. And... um, there were a lot of benefits that she listed with surgery and I'll get to that a little further down, but I want to like really share with you this emotional journey and bringing point with me, um, you know, because I know that society, um, especially with porn, it, it, it paints this false narrative of what sex should be like, what a penis should be like and what a vagina should be like. And let me just tell you, in case you didn't know, many of these women in that industry also get surgery because of the pressures of society. So I want to just say F you society, F you for, for putting this on us, but embracing this country that we do live in where we can do things for ourselves women we can speak up for ourselves we can do what makes us happy and ultimately that's what living is about is making sure that we are happy and that we are safe and that we are healthy and that we are found and so you know when it comes to an elective surgery whether it's breast revision breast correction breast augmentation breast reduction or down there such as labiaplasty again i am pro it i am pro all of it. So now let's jump and fast forward because that was, you know, my early 20s. Um, Even with my abusive partner who I was with and I survived out of, um, he never made me feel ashamed with myself down there. Um, Of course, he tried to mess with my mental state and make me sometimes feel not pretty, but because he wanted me to get jealous or he wanted me to feel insecure so that I could stay with him, but it was never weirdly, never had anything to do with down there. So um, here I am now in my much later 30s, right? I've been in four serious relationships and a handful of little, you know, fun things. Um, Newly single in the pandemic, 
doing a lot of self-healing, self-work, you know, work, and um, you know, it felt really, really good to have that time for myself and, and visit a lot of traumas. And you know, one of the things that I did highlight was down there. You know, I had already taken control with my body in having a more holistic, healthy, balanced approach. I already did things with my breast. Like I told you, I started that journey um, immediately after uh, my body was, you know, technically no longer developing itself. And, you know, that was a long journey. But I touched on that. And um, the reason why I touched on that was because when I was at my spiritual healing retreat, upstate New York, shout out to Honors Haven, um, one of the shamans that were there decided to do a Reiki healing for me. Now, mind you, they were guests there doing their own healing as well. Um, and they mentioned my sacral chakra. And for those that don't know what that is, that's pretty much your whole area of like reproduction, your your organs, you know, your, your female organs, your male organs. And um, they had mentioned trauma. And yeah, you know, my abuser definitely was sexually aggressive with me during the course of my miscarriage because he wanted to conceal that loss. Um, I could not get pregnant technically because I couldn't. After a miscarriage, you need to heal, see a doctor, get treated, also get a DNC. I didn't have any of that. Instead, I had more trauma and more trauma and more trauma, which interestingly enough, when I did see Dr. Patel and you know, um, I mentioned these things, she immediately told me that she knew that there was something also, not just with the weight loss, but she explained to me that the lips obviously changed through time, through age uh, and circumstances. And these were some of the circumstances that also um, caused my labia to change in its aesthetic throughout its time in my course of my life. Um, so now that I'm, you know, healed and all these things and i i didn't i didn't meet dr patel until a couple months ago i'm referring to two years ago during the pandemic you know i'm healing um, I, I did talk about that and i'm aware it's in my conscious mind but right now the only thing i have control of is what i have control of and the space that i'm in and, and that's currently you know traveling and healing and meeting other people and i was not in a space to date um, so I was not dating. It wasn't until uh, a year ago in September. Oh my God, it's crazy because it's September now that I decided to date with intention. And the dating pool, yes, we'll get into that. It's a little bit hard, a little, you know, not, not a lot of great options. And, um, you know, it all varies on what you're looking for. For me, I wasn't looking for a man that had children. I didn't. I wasn't looking for a man that was in the process of getting a divorce. I wasn't, and I'm older. So again, you know, these are things that I knew I had to face, but these are things I didn't want to face, you know? Um, and now I'm dating with intent and I'm talking and I just remember selectively choosing who i would be intimate with and yes i had a designated booty call um but i had to cut that booty call off the moment i decided to date with intention so from september on there was no booty call to run to when i needed my needs to be met um so i was like okay i will you know 
be intimate with who I choose to feel safest with. And um, at one given point, I obviously had sex and it was great. Oh my God. Like it was euphoric. It was orgasmic. It was amazing. And, you know, the reason why I didn't continue on with that uh, into anything was because I overthink. Really, that's what it is. I overthink. You know, if I'm going to be honest, he was a great guy. I just overthought and, and it was what it was. And then I met another person who I was vibing with and we had sex on the third or fourth night. And, um, I think it was the third. If it wasn't the third, it was definitely the fourth. Um, and I remember it to be great. Now, granted there were drinks and, you know, uh, we both were feeling great buzzed. Um, and then after that moment, you know, continuing to have sex, I realized like this person's never gone down on me. Like, I go down on him and now I'm the type of person and this is where it gets really interesting. I've always been the person that did not like, no, 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 don't go down on me. Don't go down on me. And then fine. I let them go down on me. But like people have literally like, I want to go down on you. I want to go down on you. I want to please you. I want to. And so when this wasn't happening, I was really in my head. You know, I am a thinker. I'm, I'm a Virgo. I'm an, I analyze. And I just was like, and mind you, they never made me feel bad about myself. We continue to go on dates. We continue to talk. I just was so confused how like this was continuing into something. But like you haven't gone down on me. And I remember bringing it up, you know. And for me, I thought it was because I wasn't white. <laughs> I was like, is it because not even considering my lips or anything. It was like, is it because it's darker down there? Because as you get older, it does darken up too, you know. Um, and no, they were, they, they were like, what are you talking about? Like, I've gone down on you. We, you know, the first time we had sex and I'm like, but that was months ago. And why haven't you since? And he was like, well, because you never really give me a chance to. And again, you know, I felt like the wheels were turning in his mind, but part of me was just like, there has to be, it has to be more because I know in my whole life, as many times if I've, as I've prayed that a guy would not be into it, <laughs> every guy that I met was into it and, and fought me tooth and nail and went down. And, you know, after a while, I, it felt great. And I was glad to experience what I got to experience. But it was very off. And to deal with it so late, I was just like, wow. And I talked about it with my guy friends. And my guy friends was like, it's in your head. Maybe they don't do that to girls that they're just talking to. Maybe it's like, you know, you got to be your girlfriend. And okay, that made sense. But I, what broke my back about this, what really, really, really made me think, you know what, I'm, 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 I'm going to look into this because I know this person got it done for X, Y, Z reasons. And it was when I was rushing. I was rushing. I love wearing bodysuits, and those are leotards with the snappy things. And again, like I mentioned, my lips, like I'd have to tuck things. And, you know, wearing these leotards were not really that much fun either. I'd always have to wear a size up just so that that part, you know, that's in the crotch area would be a little bit wide, wide enough to be able to hold my lips as opposed to creating a thong like version for my lips do you understand what i mean like my lips being my butt and the and the leotard being a thong so i'd always have to go a size up which was also not fun because i really like that fit that snatched look um i was rushing and um 
one this 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 is one of the two things that happen when you rush and you're wearing leotards you're either going to grab the leotard and pull it to the far right or far left and pee and find that when you have lips you pee on yourself a little bit or a lot of it and that gets very annoying or when you unsnap it to re-snap it and your lips get caught and I was just fed up I think I think it was like you know that was definitely my breaking point but I think it was a combination of so much the healing that started in 2020 the recent incident that happened with the guy that I was vibing and not knowing why you're not fighting me tooth and nail to go down on me um and then and then this what I've been living with for my whole life you know and I was just tired and I was tired of that feeling and and I know that at that given moment I needed to take initiative and control of what are you going to do about this Jasenia because the only person that can control you is you and I started doing my homework and of course this is where it gets really hard as somebody that promotes self-love and I'm all about it. Trust me, I'm all about it. It's beautiful when you love yourself. But we're not all the same. And we're not designed the same. And we all have different issues that people don't go through the same. And I happen to have had a ton of issues that I worked my way through to heal and to, to learn to love myself and accept myself. And that also required change, not just physically, but mentally. And for me coming across these articles about, you know, you should embrace yourself and love yourself and F society and F that, you know, you start feeling guilty. Like, well, why? Oh, maybe I shouldn't do this. You know, maybe I shouldn't do this. I, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be a cop out. I don't want to, you know, be a hypocrite. And I just sat in myself and said, you know what? This is my life. No one else gets to live it but me. And so when I decided I was definitely going to do it, I had to now look for, you know, doctors. And I, I, I found a lot of guy doctors. And at first I didn't think of it as much um, until I had a consultation. And I just felt like, you know, the words and verbiage that they were choosing like it's going to be beautiful and, you know, it's going to be perfect and it's going to, uh, excuse you, like I'm already perfect. I'm already beautiful. What you talking about? You know, like I just felt like they were looking at it in the man's lens. So when I met Dr. Patel, the first thing she explained to me was, listen, there is absolutely nothing abnormal with you. You are beautiful as you are. And I want you to know that this will help you feel better about yourself and it will improve your sexual life and it'll also help prevent any type of pain, discomfort, or, you know, uh, infections that may or may not have occurred. And I just felt, I felt so, I felt so understood. I felt seen, and I did feel beautiful. I did feel beautiful with my bat wings spread out and my legs open. <laughs> and, I, and, and, and I knew that she was definitely the one that I was going to have the surgery with. And when it comes to the surgery, I'll keep this, you know, 
brief because I do have a YouTube channel and I answer so many questions about the surgery that if you want to dive into it more, go check it out. It's on my YouTube. All you have to do is search I am Jasenia and um, it'll be there. Um, <clears throat> or I'll put it in the link. I'll put it in the link in this description. But to sum it up, it is a surgery that you can do at her facility. You can do it awake or not awake. I did mine awake. Most women do. Um, they give you a packet of pre-op and post-op information. They also give you a lot of walkthrough on how the procedure is. And the procedure basically can range from 20 minutes to 45 minutes, an hour max, just depending on the complexity of the region. For me, it was about a half an hour, 40 minutes, and I was awake, like I said. And the, the, the part that, you, that, that sounds astonishing and the part that sounds like, oh, maybe I can't do this, is the five-week recovery. And it's not like, oh, after five weeks, you can go back to your life. No, you could go back to your life after day two. Like You could go about your life, go back to work. It's, I'm a, I, 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 for me, my mental therapy and emotional therapy is my physical therapy, which is the working out. And I work out heavy and hard and aggressively. And I knew that I had to put that on hold. That was my main, 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 main concern. I had to mentally walk myself. And it couldn't have happened at a better time because I did this after my egg freezing journey, which I was putting a pause on because I know that I have to do a second round. I have to do a second round of my egg freezing. I knew that this would be kind of great because I had already, I already with the egg freezing had to prepare myself to not be aggressively active because of my eggs and being delicate with it that I was like, okay, let's just pick up the baton and continue where we left off from my egg freezing journey and let's do this because of the downtime that's going to be required and what perfect time to do it than now because I've already been on a downtime and I've already been healing my mind and, 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 and embracing the changes of my body, being softer, being rounder, being less strong. Um, so for other women and their partner, um, not being able to have sex for five weeks could be very also like shocking. And, you know, of course, um, by this time I'm already in a relationship for those that don't know. And, um, very supportive of it and um was like listen like there are other things we can do other than sex and that's you know obviously things you could do with your mouth and your hands and you know feet if you're a little kinky <laughs> but we're not gonna go into that um and so after two days you go about your life um you see her in two weeks and in two weeks, she's making sure that there's no infection, that it's healing fine. There is a lot of puffiness, and I'll be very frank with you, and this is what she told me. It's going to look worse, aka ugly, before it gets better, aka aesthetically pleasing. Um, because what I was used to looking at for all my life, now I'm looking at something that's just puffy and you know, red and weird and like, oh my God. And I, I like, I remember 
before just a couple of days before it ranked to two weeks i was kind of like kicking myself in the ass like what did i do what did i do what did i do but then literally like a few days later once the swelling was actually going down significantly um by two and a half weeks i i went and i looked at myself again there and i was like oh, whoa it's day and night from just a couple days ago and now that i'm at week five oh my god like the swelling has gone down almost like 80 percent um i now am allowed to have sex and i'm also allowed to work out aggressively and of course always being mindful now by week two week three she will give you the okay to exercise but that's walking that's merely walking and lifting light weights doing upper body lower body no um I will say my arms are getting better <laughs> because of this restriction. Um, but I am happy. I'm happy that I did this. And, um, you know, I, I was just in her office a couple days ago. And, you know, she shared with me that some women saw my YouTube that came in. And, and you know, she first she, before she even said this, she gave me a hug. And I was like, what's this about? And she's like, I just want to thank you for you helping women know that they're not. There was a 40-year-old woman that came in and had no idea that she could do this because her gynecologist made her seem like hey it's normal and there's nothing really you should be doing it because it's kind of vain like they were judging her they didn't understand her and i can't tell you how many times i also felt judged whenever i did bring that up even with my female gynecologist that at the time you're talking about when i'm 20 20 you know 21 22 23 24 25 you know that after a while you're just kind of like okay this is just normal there's nothing to be done um and and again ladies you can do this as early as in your 20s um we're living in a different time now it's all about you being pro life happy like like i'm not saying pro life in the aspects of like no abortion i'm talking about live your best life that's what i'm talking about you we're at that part of our our of this of this generation this new wave of a positivity and body positivity is how you live in that body and how you feel positive about it and yes no one should ever make you feel ugly down there or anywhere if you don't like it that should be the only reason why you do this and again i'm extremely happy that i did this and i'm happy to share what i recently had to go through that i had never gone through before this weird awkward like okay <laughs> are you ever going down on me type of thing um but that's i share that piece because i i don't want you to think that the experiences that you've experienced is that you're alone um you're not alone i also now can say that I experienced everything when it comes to my down there and um, I'm extremely happy that I did this for me my labiaplasty helped me understand how important my vagina is to my body you know, before the surgery my whole femininity my sexuality it was centralized around this extra piece of tissue this tissue that I called bat wings and this tissue that I always doubted. And I realized now that I made a huge mistake believing that being a woman meant to be in this constant pain, this constant 
shame, this constant, you know, whatever this thing is, you know, surgery for me, it helped me introduce me wholly and completely understand what my vagina is. My vagina is a place for life, a place for transformation, a place of pleasure. And um, now when I look down there, you know, I, I see myself differently. I see her as a part of me, not this separate entity, not this abandoned piece of flesh that I disowned. Um, you know, she's changed and I have too. You know, I, there's a there's a sense of confidence in me that I didn't know I had. And there are some days that, that I tell myself, you know, why didn't you do this sooner? It's not about why I didn't do this sooner. I have to remind myself that I did it and that I'm happy. And for me, I hope that this helps anybody that might be in conflict on whether or not to have the surgery or who may not even know that the surgery is open to people far younger than women who have had children or women who have had, you know, uh, a freak accident and a trauma down there. No, it is completely normal to feel the way you feel and that there is a way to help you elevate your sense of self and also increase your love for self. I am so happy for doctors like Dr. Patel who love what they do. And they look at this as a form of art. They look at this as a form of therapy for women. And um, her work just speaks volumes in itself. And uh, again, I will provide all of her information in this description and also uh, my YouTube where you can find the episode on this. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your time. I hope this was informative and uh, remind you that you're not alone and that the journey of self-love is a long one. Thank you for your time. And with that, I send you lots of love and lots of light.